white light Tell me this don't feel right on time Yeah, I'm the hope I know you're worried you Good morning. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. Every Friday here on 1150 AM KKNW, I'll be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. I mean guaranteed. That song lifted my spirits. It should. <laughs> that song's called Shine. That's Wendy McDowell and Brooke Pennock, and I had them out to, gosh, Camino twice, Naked City, played live, and then they went to Whidbey Island and they played live. So I booked them a few times. Super lovely women. I like to drink beer with them. <laughs> They're some... welcome to bring that here in studio, oh, you know. Man. I'm kind of a fan, too. So I am if, missing If we can them. make that happen. Totally missing them. I won't them. tell the boss. So that's, that song's called Shine, and they played that in the studio. And they did. It. it was an amazing performance in here, too. Just the two of them just did their little thing. We want them back. I want them back. And, and they're actually doing their first gig July 10th. It's in Chelan, so you can go to Brooke Pennock, Wendy McDowell, Coolwater, Facebook page, and uh, let's see, what is their uh, website? I'll find that before the end of the show. And then uh, we're going to play that song in its entirety. We'll end the show with Shine. And um, who's shining next to me but Kasara Deline, and she's my co-host. Thank you. Hi, Dina. Good morning. Where did we go this morning? We went to the Bellevue Botanical Gardens. Ooh. It's so beautiful. The flowers are all out, and it's not raining like it was last time. And we just do this half-hour walk, yeah, just like that. It was beautiful. Waterfall. Mm-hmm. It's probably a good time of the morning and day yeah. to do it, especially right now since Nobody's we got a heat there. wave coming in. Mm-hmm. So if you can, early morning or maybe uh, later in the evening. Yep. If and they stay get... open late, I guess you'd, yeah. you want to check And before the show, there's nobody that. there. There's nobody there. Right. Nope. It's awesome. And yeah. I've been going there because I got there accidentally. I was jogging on the other end. Oh, really? And I'm like, oh, my God, this is beautiful. This is someone's yard. Run. You're in the wrong place. <laughs> they have an amazing festival for the uh, Christmas lights. And yes, stuff I've every heard year. about that. We've yeah. taken the boys a couple times, and it's just like there's so much. You kind of like get overwhelmed a little bit. But you yeah. take your time. You get through it, but it's a good time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they have art in the garden, and Cisco yes. was on, remember? Ooh la la. <laughs> it was so much fun. <laughs> it's one of my favorite shows. Cisco Morris. Okay, so here we are in the studio. Um, Kasara's getting her uh, training wheels on, and I'll probably take September off and Go do some things. And and then the training wheels are off. <laughs> Kick them. <laughs> I won't even be awake for the show. No, I'll be somewhere doing something. But I got Sarah's you. Don't worry. I know you. I got you. And, and uh, tell the listeners quickly what it is that you do. Uh, my name is Kasara, and I own a company called True Health, T-R-U Health.com. And I do intuitive coaching, uh, health coaching, natural health coaching. So, and my background includes, I have a master's in psychology, I'm a license, was, was a licensed mental health counselor and a naturopath, but I'm not licensed to do those things anymore. I just help people with coaching now. And our guest this morning is? Mela. Mela Perelza. Perelza. Good morning, <laughs> Did we say it right? Mela. <laughs> close, close enough. <laughs> <laughs> She's so beautiful. If you guys could see her on Yeah, Zoom. she's very beautiful. And, and what well, is thank you. I love this conversation already. <laughs> already. And what is it that you do, Mela? Uh, I am a nurse. I work in the ER. And as you can imagine, it's uh, we're in the middle of it. We're still in the pandemic. So I look forward to the day that it will be all behind us. Yeah. And that's right? what you do. You have been working this whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole, since it's... For, I've been in the ER for three years. Wow. 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 So, <laughs> can't think of a crazier time than, than that. But in the, these last few years. 
Uh, I was introduced to your book, and tell the listeners about your book. Um, yeah, I, my book, it's called Reflections of Ray. I re- it's about a girl who, enjoy, um, who has curiosities about her body and who likes to ask questions about her body. Um, every day, she, has, she notices something about herself um, and her body, and she asks her mother about, about the things that she notices, and she discovers how she can use her body to interact with the world around her and how she can express affection and basically live her life um, using her own body, um, like see beautiful things with your eyes or hug people, kiss people. people. It's also um, a story that aims to teach young girls about body autonomy, um, being confident in, with yourself, and it, hint, it's, uh, it sends a strong message to like for parents to um uh to sh- like it to takes the heaviness away from the from the sex talk that they would like to uh, introduce to their young girls and it's the book is everything I, w- I wanted to have a show on and i just have to say the more <laughs> i read it the more I, I love it because it just takes me back to my childhood and and me more and i all the authors those the, the, the stories actually affect me even though they're children's books and Kasara and I, when we walked in the woods in the rain a, a month ago, mm-hmm. that's what we were talking about. Uh, tell what were we talking about? Women's uh, young ladies and knowing about their bodies. Yeah. So the idea is that you know, we, we we didn't have those conversations when we were little. So even reading a book like this can be uncomfortable for some people, right? Because that child within them never had those conversations, which is really sad. And and, and hygiene and and yeah. all those things that yeah, yeah. we yeah. were all shocked when it happened to us. And yes. I have to spring up a client. Because I was a hypnotherapist, beautiful woman, but I have mirror work. So she has to look in the mirror. And she would not do it. In fact, sometimes she'd look in the mirror and cry. And as we worked through it, she was a, a little girl who didn't have a mother. She had a father. And so when she didn't smell right or her breasts grew or she had her period, none of it was talked about. This is all stuff she had to figure out on her own. So, you know, how does she go to the store? I mean, if you smell bad, do you wear deodorant? What time, do you, when do you get a bra? All of these things. And over the years, as we did the mirror work, she is the most beautiful woman now. And she just, you know, she just didn't know how to take care of herself. And I had another client who wanted to give these little care packages in school, you know, with deodorant and and facial stuff and and tampons and such, which was such a great idea because she was traumatized, too. And I just think that we need to talk more about it and not they shouldn't have to go to um, YouTube or anything to find this stuff. This should be in our schools. It should be talked about as soon as you're, you know, seven or eight. Emma's and she wanted to know why she doesn't look like the Disney characters because they have breasts and she doesn't. So she's already asking the questions. She's only four and a half, so the book was up over her head. <laughs> but this- yeah, I think yeah, a few more years, but it's a good start. I think it's not because parents or mothers don't want to talk about it. It's, I think it's because they don't know how to start talking about it because there's, you know, a sense of embarrassment or a taboo surrounding it. I mean, we don't even call our private parts by our proper by their prop, proper names right right like we don't like it's a uh, euphemized into something like flower or i don't know oh. how it's called maybe something <laughs> else like the vagina is called something else so i mean the stigmatizing the word itself um it brings a long way into the conversation and it's like going into the hospital not calling your arm an arm and no one's going to know what you're talking about <laughs> exactly so, yeah so our whole lives below the waist or even our breasts like are not supposed to be talked about which is ridiculous because there's a lot of uh, 
problems and issues that, that go on there. So I just don't know how it all started, but it needs to end. And we have to have more open communication, and it starts with our children at home. And you raised a, a son, yes, so I'm sure he was given all the information. Oh, yeah, he was given everything. <laughs> it's funny because he always knew he could come to me and he'd get, and he'd get the, the truth. I'm not going to lie to him. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I always told him the truth. And he knew he could come to me and ask me things and, and get that information. So, And not everybody, I don't think, feels that way. I don't think when people grow up that they feel like they can go to their parents and, and ask a question in honesty as a child, and get a, a, a truthful answer. Well, I think I overdid it. <laughs> so <laughs> instead, I got no information. In fact, the whole, I raised myself, right? No information. I was afraid to even talk about it to anyone. You know, I didn't get any information. And then, and I actually started my first period at camp. So for a whole week, oh, I hid that. No shower, no, I mean, <gasps> nobody knew. And it, it was, it's still traumatizing. And oh, I had a counselor God. and I had... A nurse who didn't even sit me down. They gave me stuff, but they didn't say, you know, this is how you take a shower. It was, so I, I overdid it. My daughters, my son, they all know about everything. They watched a baby be born long before they should have. <laughs> I think that's good. It's good sex, sex control, or, uh, sex, child control. Yes, it is. So, I, and, you know, my son knows about females and, you know, their reproduction and but what happens each month. And also, you know, ovulation. Little girls, I mean, they ovulate earlier now and mm-hmm. they have their periods earlier they need to know what that is. And I have had people that I work with who are, you know, active who don't know what ovulation is. Yeah. So we definitely need to go back. Yeah. When I when I work with uh, clients now and help them, because I've helped a lot of women with their cycles and you know, get pregnant and uh, fix all kinds of um, menstrual issues. And I have to go back and teach them how to, you know, what it's about and what they should be looking for and how to pay attention. And this is a calendar, and, you know, and they don't even know how to do it. It's really sad. How old are they? These are grown women. I can imagine. So, you know, that's the whole point. They they don't they need they needed your book when they were little, right? So that they could so that they could know this information about themselves and start paying attention so that when they're older they can take better care of themselves. And I think I, in a way I also wanted to have a book like this growing up, but I'm old now, so <laughs> I hope that it Yeah. No that's... I mean I learned what I had to learn one way or another, so but I wish I had this book growing up. And it feels so validating that my friends also have the same feedback. And I love that it. They, you even touch your heart. this kind of uh, book growing up. Yeah. I, you touch your heart when you talk about your book. And I love the book, too, because um, the mirror work. She does mirror work. And she looks in the mirror and she likes. She says what she likes about herself. Um, and then I like the fact that the, the mom encourages her to express herself. So that yeah, was the best yeah, part of the book. Yeah. Because I think that's how it should be. And I'm I'm actually surprised with Kisara that her son doesn't have, like, can come to her boldly. I mean, that's rare. And I think that's the first that I've heard. Yeah, it is, I would say, too. (laughs) Well, he was on the show last week. He's a super lovely man. (laughs) So, and I think, too, I like about the book, again, this is because, you know, I, I was raised without open communication or information and such. So I had way too much. My kids are like my best friends, and we had too much open communication. <laughs> no, I tell them, no, back off. I'm good now. We don't need to know everything. But how the little girl has a feeling about what feels good to her, and the mom encourages that, and the dad encourages that. And tell the listeners what she had a feeling, a sense something, and she didn't want to do it. Oh, yeah, because, you know, some cultures, and I think in my culture, it's a um, you have to pay respects to the grown-ups, right? So if um, 
you don't want to offend, especially the grown-ups. And sometimes parents, with their best intentions, they will tell a child to, oh, go and hug this relative or go and kiss this relative because for one reason. And then the child, for like for any reason, she or he will not be comfortable about it. And he should be able to speak up, right? Not not because not because you don't love the person less. Like it happens to us adults, right? It's not every day I want you to hug me or to touch me. There are times that I want to be hugged or touched, but not all the time. And I should be able to uh, freely express those times, right? Yeah, that's really important. I was with Kasara and this guy hugged me, and I did not want to hug that guy. <laughs> and I'm an adult, and I'm like, he hugged me. I'm like, ah, don't hug yeah. me. But yeah, to give a child a voice, and it's a, it's an uncle in the book who she just doesn't feel comfortable with. Bless bless her heart for speaking up, and bless her mom's heart for listening. Yeah, and empowering her to make that choice. You know, that's the big thing is we're not empowered in a lot of ways to make those choices for ourselves, and we end up in bad relationships and bad experiences because we don't know that we have a choice. Saying no, I think, especially when saying no is the first step to setting your boundaries. And um, in that in itself, it's empowering. It's the start of being empowered to say, no, I don't want to at this time. No, like before you can set up physical boundaries or, you know, go into the deep that uh, just to be able to say no is already very uh, strong point. It's a lovely place to be. And if we can encourage that in our young people and then ask them why they feel uncomfortable and then listen, maybe mm-hmm. they have something to tell us. And as a hypnotherapist, I went back over and over and over again, and it was something that happened, you know, that was uncomfortable. The kids were forced to do something they didn't want to, and they lost their voices. And as adults, females and males, you end up doing things you don't want to do over and over again until you figure out where it came from. Yeah. Yeah, I counseled uh, abused kids for a while, and it was really traumatic to see all that they went through, and they didn't feel that they had a voice at all in any of it. And so, you know, helping them to make that, this book is, you know, I wish I would have had this book when I was counseling kids. <laughs> yeah, this is a great book for that. And then, so what's your inspiration? Oh, I mean, what, what, what's lit your fire to write this? You know, I think as a, sorry, as a woman, I think it, my, the primary drive to write this book is my desire to contribute, contribute to the advocacy of empowering young girls and women to be comfortable um, to be com- to be comfortable with their bodies to prevent abuse because like like we discussed earlier the the most women and girls are the most uh, affected by uh, domestic abuse and violence and it's the first step it's the first uh, big step to for women and girls especially to be able to say no and set their own boundaries so um and i think that's the major major inspiration for that drove me to to write a book about human sexuality and girl empowerment. So, because I really want to contribute to the advocacy of um, empowering women and girls. And in, consequently, I hope uh, it will prevent abuse and violence. It's a beautiful little book, and I'm rereading it because I keep finding more stuff about it. And I think it's actually <laughs> help healing my inner child. I really like it. Oh, look, there she is. She's like, no, I don't want to. Don't you touch me. So the other day at Orcas Island, I just said, dude, don't no. touch me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. So so give people your website real quick, but we're going to bring you back after break. What's your website? Um, I have a Facebook page, um, Reflections of Ray, updates, and 
like I, I do researches about women and girl empowerment and how to uh, there are resources in the book that I put um, where they can where parents can read through how to teach their kids about um, human sexuality or how to teach their kids private parts. So it's also there in the Facebook. It's a Facebook and they can just search reflections of Ray. You can see the face of Ray and the profile <laughs> picture. And yeah, I would love to have you like and share the page and so you can contribute to the community. And we're going to come back because you've been self-empowered lately. We're going to take our first break. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. I am everything you need for sure. And the hope. I know your schedules follow my lead. If you see it Lift Your Spirits with me, Dina Marie, on Whidbey Island. I'll be a tour guide for your spirit and a travel agent for your soul. Retreats include a healing session for your body, your mind, and your spirit. You'll receive a Reiki session plus a chakra reading, experience a labyrinth in the woods, take a walk on the beach, and enjoy downtown Langley with me. Retreats are customized for you or a group of friends. You can visit dina-marie.com to connect with me today. Island time is waiting for you. Curious about whales in the Pacific Northwest? Orca Network's Langley Whale Center celebrates and shares the lives of gray whales, orcas, and other marine mammals of the Salish Sea. The Langley Whale Center is a project of Orca Network, a nonprofit that is based on Whidbey Island. The Langley Whale Center gives Orca Network the opportunity to have a public presence to share the excitement about the whales and marine mammals who are our neighbors. The Whale Center in Langley gives visitors and residents alike a chance to learn more about the endangered southern resident orcas who visit our area and about the North Puget Sound gray whales, a small, unique population of gray whales who find sustenance in the waters of Saratoga Passage and Possession Sound each March through May. Check out the Orca Network and Lingley Whale Center on Facebook for the latest whale sightings, educational programs, and events, or visit orcanetwork.org for more information. You'll be glad you did. Are your medical expenses increasing, but your health is not improving? True Health offers unique services where Kasara empowers clients with intuition, education, and proven resources. Better choices can be made when information is available. Now's the time to visit truehealth.com. That's T-R-U-Health.com. And schedule your appointment to achieve your health goals. Your body will thank you. Ready to shake things up? Try Alternative Talk 1150. Take me. I am everything you need for sure. And I know your schedules follow my lead. Welcome back. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits Radio, and we're here with Mela Peralta, and she is, where are you located at? I'm in Abu Dhabi right now, but I'm from the Philippines. Oh, okay. Abu Dhabi, and it's evening there, and it's 95 degrees. Unbelievable. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to complain, but we're not going to. So (laughs) your book is Reflections of Ray. And just think about shine in the mirror, Ray, reflections. I love the book. It's beautiful. She's eight years old. She turned eight. uh, She's seven. At the start of the book, she's seven. And at the the end, she turns eight. 
I'm fixated on eight because a lot of clients I go back to eight, and that's a pivotal time in their lives where they start to have their own identity and, and do things, you know, outside of the home because they're going to school, and that's when you're introduced to strangers. So that whole giving them a voice and being able to come home and talk about what's going on in their lives is so important. And also to ask the questions, Mom, something's happening to my body. Explain it to me. Yeah. <laughs> and the mom not saying, well, just go away. We'll, we'll talk about it when or you're 25. Or, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's a lovely little book. And now let's talk about self-empowerment. What did you do recently that makes you feel good about yourself, your body image? I've been practicing pole fitness for a while now. I think about, uh, well, I started when I graduated college, but I stopped and I became more active at it like three years ago also, 2018. Hello, Al. I hope my pole teacher is uh, <laughs> Listening because I posted in Facebook. Hi, Aterika. <laughs> well, you see beautiful pictures. And when we were chatting, we've chatted a couple times. You were saying how at first, you know, most women don't feel comfortable with their body. And then after a while, they just start shining. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, um, you have these people when you first stepped into the pole class, they have long, short shorts. And then when they, as the class progressed, days pass by, we're all wearing the uh, skimpy outfits uh -huh. as possible legally possible because <laughs> <Legally possible. laughs> they feel more comfortable wow that's empowering and regard, like like the blemishes aren't noticeable anymore for for uh, personally because you notice your strength you notice the grace that you um, develop over time uh, instead of the of the flaws that you supposedly have so i think that's a very very empowering and very um very body positive that's great. How, how long are the classes? Uh, it's a one and a half hour. Oh, wow. That's it's, long. <laughs> yeah, oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's quite a workout, huh? It is. It is a workout. And uh, like half of it will like just for a warm up because you, you're just going to have enough stamina for a new trick for like 15, 20 minutes because it's difficult. Yeah. I know there's a place in Woodenville that does pole dancing. I've I have never many been. clients have been doing pole dancing and they, their really? whole lives change. And then they do uh, burlesque, uh, uh -huh. all kinds of stuff. But it, also, I used to have the prescription to send women to belly dancing classes. And these women had some sexual issues, mm -hmm. you know, about low self-esteem and maybe some abuse issues. And then they all went to Dina Ottoman's Trading Company in Bothell Country Village. And when I went there to do my healing work, I recognized them all. <laughs> but they were all wearing beautiful outfits Aww. and they were dancing around and they were like a tribe. That's what they call themselves anyways. Uh -huh. But Dina's just an amazing person and she made a community of women who fell in love with their bodies through dance. It's, it's, an, it's an amazing thing. And that's what women need is the, the solar plexus, the sacral chakra. Those are the lower chakras about who am I without other people and who am I with my how to say my sexual self and, mm -hmm. and there's so much going on with we that's a whole nother you know, <laughs> place show. to go but uh yeah we have to know ourselves first we have to have those boundaries we have to feel i my whole thing is feeling safe you know being in a safe place and that means saying no a lot till you get back to where you feel good again and mm -hmm. safe is a good place to that's be. hard for a lot of people especially with everything that's going on in the world today you know people don't feel safe so and if you feel safe then you know you're going to make different choices in your life all around mm -hmm. and that's with the healing work or you know being alone finding that time being you see me being in mother nature a lot right and on my pictures yeah, yeah. but that's where I find perspective because now I have jobs where I'm with people all day long all day long so 
when I take that time alone, then I can find my, my higher self, my inner voice, and make decisions based on what does Dina want, mm-hmm. which is really what everyone needs right now. Yeah. Just like Ray is making them in her book. <laughs> you know? Because she feels empowered that she can. She has that support of her family. Yeah, but I think we're, yeah, yeah I think it's a, it's an empowerment concept. It's, a, it's a too big for a girl, but I think it's a start. There's somewhere, uh, it's a good start to be, comf- to feel comfortable and to feel like no, sh- like no stigma or shame to ask questions about your body. I, th- I think that's a good start for any girl, for anyone to feel free to express your questions and, um, and yourself. And we were chatting the other day. I remember, like you would have a series as as Ray grows up, and you know we were we were thinking of you know transgender <laughs> or because I have a young kid woman, young lady who I saw as eight who's now a man uh-huh. at twenty two. But you know that's a whole like we said that's too much for this book. But there could be different levels mm-hmm. as she grows up and maybe her friend or you know whatever. But to be yeah. able to just have that open communication and us be okay with it, you and know, explore that, yeah. Yeah, actually, that's one of the feedback I got from one of the readers. She said, um, "It's a it's a good book. She's uh, it's a good book, and uh, she appreciates the book." But she said there's something missing because there's a part this is there's a part in the book where Ray affirms herself as a girl because her private parts are are, are like she has a vagina. That's why she identifies as a girl. And uh, during my research, as I was writing the book. I realized, I learned that it's not like that for a lot, for everyone. I mean, True. some people identify differently with the sex that they're born with. Now, I'm, um, we, I mean, people can argue or they might have, we might all have different perspective about this, but, but again, con- to start a conversation is uh, it's a good thing. It's, it's the point of the book. We might believe differently. But the, the whole point is, a, uh, is to have a springboard because these things needs to be talked about. Yeah, the whole point is to start that conversation, you know. Exactly. And, and I think the, the mirror work is so important. I was telling uh, Dina earlier that I have a mirror in my bathroom, but it's been a kind of a small mirror that's just what was there. And recently I put this huge mirror in there, and I can see all of me now, you know. And so now I can see what I like and what I, where I wanted to improve. And before I couldn't even see those things. So you can't make changes in your life unless you can see where you need to make them. And I love that she's looking in the mirror so she can see what she likes and, and know that about herself. And affirm herself. Yes, exactly. Exactly, yeah. And I taught aerobics for years and years. It was so funny because I just ran into one of them on Woodby. She, oh, really? Like, I used to make you jump up in the air and say, I love myself just <laughs> the way I am at the end of class. And we hated it. We hated it. We hated it. And then one time we just like started jumping up and being, we just said it and we meant it. Where before it was like you looked in and you always saw the part of yourself you disliked. And in the, in the book, she looks at her smile and she looks at her eyes. But in the end, we have to do that too. And we have to be the inner child work that you do, finding that picture. Yeah. So we talk, I talk to clients a lot about self-parenting because they either didn't have the experiences that they needed or, or should have had, Right. And so um, one of the things I always tell clients is, you know, find that one-year-old, the two-year-old, the three-year-old, the four-year-old, every age along, and see what they need. You know, tap into that. Tap into that eight-year-old, and maybe she wants to go to the park. Maybe she wants to go to the zoo. Maybe she wants a bubble bath. You know, find out what she needs. And when you get into that, information is going to flow to you, and you can now find out. You'll probably remember things that you forgot about or just get information that you need for your life that you didn't have before. 
And if you don't have that conversation, it's never going to happen. Yeah, it's. I think it's never too late to start the conversation. Although it's better to start early. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so that to avoid like, like being fifty-seven. <laughs> how how old are you? I'm I'm twenty twenty plus ten. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. I love that. <laughs> well, it, it, this is all stuff I started. It was Louise Hay. You can heal your life. It was probably when I was twenty-four. Is when I started reading these books about mirror work, about saying nice things to yourself in your head instead mm-hmm. of saying bad things. And over the years, it got to the point where I realized I now have my own voice. And sometimes mm-hmm. it rarely says anything mean because I'm like, erase. <laughs> I don't want to even, no. Think of what you want. Be positive. Stay in the present moment. But I used to have voices, like, and I was a really fit person, super fit, wearing white spandex and stuff. And I said, <laughs> you're fat, you're ugly, your nose is too big. I wanted breast implants. I mean, it was constant horrible inner talk and so as a hypnotherapist what a gift it was for me to get into people's heads and then we would change their tune you know instead of I'm better off dead or just shoot me which is my pole dancer Mm -hmm. uh burlesque girl who's now traveled the world and been on the show Christy uh you know it's one yes she travels solo and she does all these amazing things but she she used to wake up and say I'm I wish I was dead that's how she started Mm -hmm. it she started getting super sick and having these illnesses and now she's done. She's just outdone me. I'm just scared. <laughs> but she's an amazing human being. And so, and so again, self-empowerment, but finding our own inner voice. And if we're older and around people that we can't talk to, open communication and be ourselves, we need to weed out some human beings. Yeah. Yeah. Going through your, I, I've seen lately people are on Facebook, you know, cleaning out their Facebook list, but you can clean out your personal list. <laughs> they don't just have to be Facebook people. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we've been talking about how our parents like never not discuss things with us. But I think to be fair, uh, maybe they also don't know how to Absolutely. start. So, <laughs> not yeah. because they don't want to, or but because it's a complex topic and they and maybe it's a generational thing. Uh, the stigma attached to it through generations, uh, it needs a generational healing, something like that. Yeah. So, th- and not because they don't want to talk about it, they, I, I'm sure that our parents would love to answer all our questions. Sarah already did this to her son. Well, yeah, no, I totally agree with you. It's not that they're bad people or anything. I think it has a lot to do with language. And the language has changed, um, you know, over the years. Um, and language has a big a big uh, influence on us. And if people don't have the words and they don't know the feelings and they don't know how to express what it is they're trying to say, then they're, a lot of times they don't say anything. And then there's, a, you know, that's a miscommunication in and of itself. So. Well, and I work so the with... The fear of uh, screwing it up, like, uh, <laughs> like, I think there's an apprehension to how to start it because, you know, what's the right way to start it, to start the conversation about, you know, bodies, human sexuality or... Um, empowerment. Well, and dealing so, with the chakras, so when someone has a blocked chakra, let's say you, you're not able to express yourself, that's your throat chakra. So then when they find their power, they usually express themselves too much. <laughs> so so I find that with you, like if, if you didn't get it, then you overcompensate with your kids. And then I see that in the world today. Before we weren't talking about any of this, remember? Sexual abuse, none of that. We weren't talking, now or pendulum is way over here where we talk about it a lot 
And so somewhere they're going to come back to balance, which will be mm-hmm. when it happens, we get to talk about it instead of, you know, when we're 50 years old, right. it happened whenever. But so the, the throat chakra is way open. Can you see that in like our Facebook and news and me? There's, we got so much communication going on. It's almost overwhelming. Yet it's out there. So if a kid wants to know, he just has to put it in YouTube or whatever, and then he'll figure it out. But right now we need to kind of go back to where the present moment. So instead of being quiet like our parents, because they weren't taught to express themselves, not in school, not in church, not anywhere. So kind of come back to balance when things happen. That's 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 boundaries, right? When things happen, we tell our moms that we're uncomfortable. And then moms listen. And then we stop the cycle. Yeah. Well, and just empowering parents, too. So a lot of times they don't have that language. They don't know what to say. And a book like this, you know, they they can start that conversation. They can give a book like this and then say, well, what do you think? What what did you see from this? You know, and and, you know, because if you don't know what to say, then there there are tools like this that can help you have those conversations. But um I was afraid to talk. How did you start with your son? I'm just curious. How did I start with my son? I just remember him asking, he just was, you know, very curious about things and asking a lot of questions. And I just answered him honestly. And, you know, I tried to always be open with him so that he could do that, you know, have space for him to to be who he needed to be for himself. And that's hard, you know, because a, a lot of times when we're kids, you know, we're told to, you know, be quiet and be in the corner <laughs> or go outside and play in the freeway, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> so they used to tell us that when we were little. And uh, so... Well, he was actually on the show, and he said that. He said that you gave him space, you gave him the information, and then you gave him the space to be himself. Yeah. And I know I remember a lot of times he would go out and look at information online or from his friends. People would tell him things, and he would come home and say, is this true? Is this true? You know, and I was able to validate or not. (laughs) No, that's not true. (laughs) You know. And how do you know that how much information is enough for a certain age? I mean, you see your son growing up. Well, I, I know my son, the, I would say a mother and a father would know their kids better than anybody, right? You're the one that's raising mm-hmm. them. And I empower them to know that because nobody else is going to know your child better than you. Okay, because you've watched them, you know what you've taught them, you know where their, where their weaknesses are, where their strengths are, that type of thing. And if you're talking to them and they're asking questions, then they're ready. If they're asking questions, they're ready. And there's things you can say. I mean, there's certain things you wouldn't say to a seven-year-old that you would say to a 17-year-old, you know. So you have to figure that out as a parent to a certain extent. But books like this can help you find that language, right? Right. That's what I hope to yeah. achieve also with the, with the story. And, and also to help the child find their language. I think, you know, if you're doing mirror work and you can tell the child to look in the mirror, what do you see in the mirror? You know, have them start to find the words for themselves. Because if you can empower them with language, maybe you don't have the words, but they do. They just are afraid to say them. And if you can empower them with something like this, then uh, that's that's even better. <laughs> well, and I have to give credit to my daughter the other day. Um, as soon as we hit pure, puberty, I gained weight. My kids gained, gained weight. That's why we exercise all the time. We just That's what happens at 13. We all kind of get chubby. And then the other day, I, I said something about my belly. <laughs> I was getting fat or something. I don't know what I said. And my da- daughter's like, Mom, we're just not going to say things like that about our bodies anymore. You know, and it was so sweet because she has a daughter. So instead of passing what we used to, that, that negative talk, and I was just yeah. teasing. I wasn't emphasizing it too much. But I love that she said that, that she's going to change the way she talks about her body so that her daughter doesn't have that same issue. Or her son. The words are powerful. Words are very powerful. That's why I was talking about language, you know. 
you need to pay attention to what you're saying and how you say it. And if you don't know what you're saying, one of the things I've learned is whenever I want to say something, I just take a deep breath and I say it with my heart. And when you say things with your heart, you can't really say things wrong. I've learned that. And listening. Yeah. So remember that pendulum where we talk, talk, yeah. talk. So coming back to where I don't say or talk as much as I used to to my kids, I just sit back and listen. Watch them. And they always go, you know, I think I should probably do that. And I'm like, I didn't say anything. <laughs> but no, they but just you're that the sounding, sounding board. That's right. You're that sounding board for them. Yeah. That's beautiful. It took a long time not to tell, you know, because you think you know and you want to tell them what to do. So it's also nice, like she said, Kassar, like you come to me, you ask the questions, I answer them the best I can, but most of all, I'm listening to you. Oh, so Kassar, your son asks questions. You don't volunteer information to him? No, no. The idea was he would ask me questions and then I would, um, I would answer them for him. I mean, if there were certain things, but I know that they had classes at school and whatnot, and then he came home and he had questions about things and that's a beautiful thing because you said, I am here for you. To know that your parents are here for you, but also, again, they weren't raised in, in this generation where there's a lot more uh, um, information. We're very vocal. A lot of information, a lot of misinformation, too. <laughs> well, and for young ladies not to know what ovulation is, is just a, it's a tragedy because yeah. I don't think they get that. And that's when you need to know. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I remember when I had a tumor, and I mean, I could tell you exactly where it was, what it felt like, you know, how big it was, the color of it, everything. I knew it because it was in me, and I was in touch with my body, but most people are not. They, you know, they take another pill, they tell their body to shut up, they don't listen to what their body's trying to tell them, and then they wonder why they get sick down the road, you know. And your body's always talking to you. It is, if you listen. <laughs> and I do miss going to the gym because I did, you, you saw yourself in the mirror and you got used to yourself yeah. and you, you felt good about yourself. I'm really, I, that's what I, I think I like, the fact that you could just be proud of yourself with the new bicep, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's, I'm sure she sees herself in the mirror when she's pole dancing too, right? <laughs> yeah. Do they have mirrors all around? Yeah, they have mirrors all around um, in the studio. And I, I installed the pole in my living room, in our living room. So. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, like I said before, you stop noticing the blemishes, your supposed blemishes or your, your insecurities, like your, um, but, and then you start noticing the strength. Like you, I saw you stop noticing your thick legs or whatever adjective you use to describe yourself before and you start noticing the strength the gracefulness and you know the flexibility whatever the, I mean their flexibility not yet mine the beauty the yeah. true beauty yeah, who exactly. you are authentic you not somebody else in a magazine right. that's been uh, brushed okay right well and if you know some people might not be able to do pole dancing right but but they can at least get a different mirror and look in the mirror and start looking at the mirror and seeing all the things they do love about themselves. They could be belly dancing. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> we're going to take our last break. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits Radio. Stay tuned. In these changing times, it's the perfect opportunity to learn new techniques that can bring calm back into your being. If you are ready to love living life, read Marla Williams' new book, The Being Zone. It will become your guidebook for creating the life you always dreamed of. Learn more about her book and online training program at thebeingzone.com. I invite you to tune into Lift Your Spirits Radio on the first Friday of the month for Love Living Life with Marla Williams. Call in for free coaching advice that is guaranteed to lift your spirits. 
Feeling the need to get away and reconnect with Mother Nature? Located on Whidbey Island, Earth Sanctuary is a peaceful and magical sculpture garden, nature reserve, and retreat center with two miles of nature trails, three bird-filled ponds, and a variety of powerful sacred spaces, including a labyrinth, stone circles, and medicine wheels. Come and enjoy the wonders of nature and experience personal renewal, spiritual growth, and healing today. Visit earthsanctuary.org or the Earth Sanctuary on Facebook for more information. Tune in every third Friday on Lift Your Spirits Radio at 8 a.m. for the Sustainability Sessions with host Rebecca Sayer. Learn from and be inspired by local leaders, thinkers, and problem solvers who are tackling the sustainable living questions through invention, collaboration, and hard work. This lively and thought-provoking show focuses on tangible, practical measures that we can all take to reduce our carbon footprint and rethink how we relate to the resources of our natural world. Don't forget, that's the Sustainability Sessions with host Rebecca Sayer, every third Friday on Lift Your Spirits Radio at 8 a.m. Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 a.m. KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries, you can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening. There's a reason they invented the internet. It's called 1150kknw.com. listening to Lift Your Spirits Radio, and we're talking to Mela Peralta. And tell us about this beautiful book. The pictures are just wonderful. There's some really um, amazing drawings in here. Right. Again, reflections of praise about the story of a young girl who's discovering herself and her body and asking questions about it with a very supportive parents and um, with the aim to empower a young girl, with a story that aims to empower a young girl. The beautiful illustration is uh, done by my wonderful friend, Abigail Gabriel. She's one of my best friends in high school. Um, she's, um, I'm very, very happy with the illustrations because I just gave her the draft and she basically like um, became creative with it. And I love how, I think it's a factor because she's one of my closest friends. So she brought out the subtle details in the book. Um, if you pay uh, close enough attention, there are Filipino details, there are very Filipino details there. And I think my, uh, my community would love to see, <laughs> especially those who are living. Uh, I think she, she really brought out the subtleties of the story to life. Yeah, I, I, like, I like everything. It's um, really, really very sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just the way that uh, she interacts with her mom and the way she interacts with her friends. And, you know, it's just a beautiful... Beautiful story, beautiful pictures. So it's very happy. Make it's a it's positively done, <laughs> and it's a Thank beautiful you. book. <clears throat> it's Reflections of Ray, and you can go Reflections of Ray on Facebook and find you. Yes, yay! And the book is also available through Amazon. Oh, uh, we okay. also have an Instagram account, reflect say Reflections of Ray, um, and the link to the Amazon is also there. Great, great. So what's next for us? I'm I'm learning how to. What am I learning how to do? 
have to say, when I uh, had this woman come in for the tasting, and she had been in my class, gosh, we decided it was 30 years ago because Mikey was, I was pregnant when I taught and all that stuff. How far I've come. The person I used to be, the things I used to say to myself, the, the, the way I used to starve myself, you know, and, and it's just, it's, I feel at 57, because I just had my birthday, that I've been born again in a whole different space of, okay, being a female with some curves, also being okay to say no, and now watching my daughter, because I spent time with her on my birthday, three days, to seeing her learning to say no, because she's overwhelmed, she's tired, she's getting anxiety, but, and, and it's like me watching me because she's out mowing the lawn. And then I take, I got her baby picture out because it was her birthday too. She looks just like me. So it's a weird kind of mirror for myself, <laughs> having children and, and, and learning from them, but also being a good teacher to them. But mm-hmm. I do have to say good books. I, I, I didn't get this, I'll have to say, I didn't get it from my parents. I got this from a book at the library. You know, I got it from another book that I read. And that's what kind of kept me growing. And then eventually I started meditating, which I felt that that higher self come to be, say things like women, what do they say? You, you, women have power. And I said, absolutely not. They do not. I used to say that. Mm-hmm. And now I know that we do have power. Yeah. Of course, we have a lot of power. So it's been really fun. It's the meditation. It's the reading. It's the self uh, time alone, you know, spending time alone. And also just saying yes to yourself and no to, to when you want to say no. Yeah. I know I was talking to a friend the other day and she had she, one of her neighbors, um, uh, the family was married and the dad passed. And so now there was just the, the woman living there. And she was like, Oh my gosh, that must be so lonely for her. And then she realized, she goes, wait a minute, I've been living alone for 20 years. <laughs> what am I? You know, so just all these um, different perceptions, you think about it, you know, you, it's just interesting <laughs> how we look at things, you know. Well, I have to say, too, this book hits home for me because I had an uncle who was super abusive and mean, and we'd have family gatherings, and he would always say, Dina Marie, bring me my crutches. Everyone got quiet. I knew for a fact when I walked over there, he tripped me, and he mm. always did, and everyone didn't. Oh no God. one said a word. And so that's how my little girl was raised, where you just did things you didn't want to do because you're afraid to say no. So I think, you know, now I feel uh, through the show, through uh, my healing work and the, my books that I've written, I feel really, I feel proud of myself. So amen. I'm not on a poll, but <laughs> <laughs> well, I tried to get on the toys the other day. It was painful. I was with Ethan trying to do the monkey bars. And I said, maybe I can get on top and like go over like a lizard. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so. but just getting out and walking in nature, I think is important. I know I do that every day. I try to get out and walk. It'll be interesting in the 100 degree heat, but um, I go swimming. I went swimming last night. But I love Kassara because when I, I, I mean, we've been doing this for a couple months, three months now. Yeah. And I said, hey, let's go for a walk. And it's pouring down rain. She's like, ah, yes, sure, <laughs> let's do it. And I'm like, oh, you're in. You're totally in. And you know how to drive. And I don't know how to get on a ferry. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> she mothered me. Uh, I needed yeah. a mother. So Kassara's going to be doing some shows. Uh, we, I also have Marla Williams. She's up next week. She uh, is the Being Zone. Uh, what else do we have? We got uh, Rebecca Sayer. She does the sustainability show. And then I have uh, Gretchen from Orca, mm-hmm. uh, Orcas Island that you met. But people will be doing my show, and then eventually I'll probably take a, a month off. But I'm really excited to share this platform with you and all, all the other ladies. And also Mela, because it, I have to thank Jonathan, because without him, I wouldn't have met all you yeah. authors. And it's because, you know, during the pandemic, there wasn't a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, people, places, and activities. There wasn't anything going on. I could celebrate musicians that I love, but... It was kind of like, what am I going to do? So I gave it to an Informed Choice Washington, which she has her own show now on Fridays, two hours. Super proud of Bernadette. Um, 
much. She's just talking about immunity, how to keep yourself <clears throat> healthy and the things that are going on with the pandemic. Uh, so I'm so, so super proud of her. So as I keep putting people on their training wheels and they go off and do their own shows, um, I, I'm going to take a vacation. Good for you. <laughs> You're taking care of yourself. It's been living a life of vacation. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody knows how hard I work. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I talk to so many people through a mask. It's just it's so tiring. And you have to be doing the same thing, right? At work. At work. Do you have to wear a mask and talk to people all day? Yeah. <laughs> it's and sometimes those are the talks that I don't want it anyway. <laughs> I, you have to save your oxygen. There's a certain yeah. part of the day you're like, I like you. This woman's from Hawaii and, and we're having a great conversation, but it's so hot right now. I'm like, I have to go inside and, you know, save my breath. But uh, it's been um, 15 months, I guess, this whole thing. And I started in the grocery store. So I haven't stopped this whole time I've been working. So I'm going to take uh, some time off next week and go to the beach with my children. And yeah. I get to be the kid. See, they're going to plan all the food, and I get to tag along. So being a grandma rocks. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I don't want to be there, I'll get in uh, my daughter's car, and I'll have to go do something by myself, you know. But the old Dina would have never done that. She would have, like, been cooking. I would have brought all the food. I'd be burned out by the time I got home. So, yeah, self-care, self the beach. Isn't the beach just, like, somewhere walking distance from your house? Or yes. <laughs> but I'm going to go to a different <laughs> beach. <laughs> It's just like you can go there every day. Yeah. Life. Well, one day you'll come visit me, and I, I'll have my little retreat center by then. And it is already a retreat center. You can <laughs> retreat with me anytime you want. But yeah, so I'm doing my would be uh, retreats. I'm having clients come out now because I, I can see the progress. It's super lovely to get people out of the city into these beautiful places. And now they're bringing their families and they're bringing um, spouses and stuff. And I, I'm not there. But so they're retreating with people they love and places I've showed them that, you know, might get busy in July, but you can still come out uh, midweek and visit Woodby Island. So go yeah. to dina-me.com for that. And I have a meditation manifestation class starting in July, too. So I've already got people signed up for that. So uh, but we can take a few more students. And get, give them your website. Uh, True Health, T-R-U Health dot com. And Kassara's been, I just had a memory with you on Facebook from a long time ago, and you had my books. And yes. I said, stop by your store and get my book. We used to sell your book in my store. <laughs> I can't remember everywhere I've been. <laughs> so funny. And Anthony Mann and I are doing um, Zoom, and he's put on his YouTube, and we're talking about chakras, because he bought my book and has been reading it for a year, and he loves it. So he's the writing poetry and stuff <laughs> about it. Uh, angel uh, celestial art he calls it the celestial arts but he's enamored with the chakra so we're doing one today another zoom we'll put it on his youtube and um just talk about all the stuff he's learned from you know reading my book so it's almost taking my book that's 15 years old putting life back into it and so we'll be doing videos yeah <gasps> it's amazing um, the places i've seen your book <laughs> seriously <laughs> i have to buy my book you know. <laughs> Hey, anybody out there have any of my books just sitting around? Because I'm buying my book, my book. But it's time for me to, to do the video, to, to go online. And it's, it's progressing without me even really trying. So mm -hmm. thanks to my cool friends. Uh, and that's your sacral chakra. So if you don't feel good about who you're hanging out with, you know, spend some time alone. And then you feel good about yourself. You'll attract different people. And I think that's what happened with this pandemic. And it was on the show, uh, Conscious Talk, before this. You spread your light and everything will be all right. You know, you've got to find the thing that brings you joy. 
do the things that you love and hang out with people that really love and value you. And then your energy's high. And you just kind of seem to be at the right place at the right time. And Kassara is one of those people that just out of the blue thought of me. And it was, it's, it's too perfect. But she, she made the call. She used her voice. She could have sat home and thought about it. I did think about it for a while. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you're here now. Yes, I am. Well, Mela, what thank a pleasure you. to have uh, uh, talked to you on yeah, Zoom a few times. Uh, so uh, any last words you want to leave our, our listeners with? Um, I would like to invite everyone to read the story of Ray, um, Reflections of Ray, and I hope that the story will help you like to heal your inner child or if you're a parent, to start the conversation with your kids. And, um, you know, I, I hope that this book will bring generational healing and be, uh, guide us into a more progressive way of thinking and to empower especially young girls and women. Reflections of Ray, and I look forward to your next book. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> I see it. I feel it. And then last words, Sarah? Uh, thank you for listening. Yay. We are so happy you're here. So we're going to end the show with Cool Water, Wendy McDowell and Brooke Pennock. Uh, and the, the, the song is Shine. They played it live in our studio. Thanks to Benny. He's the sound man and producer. Thank you, Benny Mathers. Thank you, Benny. All right, Shine, join us next week for more people, places, and activities that will lift your spirits. Don't feel right on time Yeah, I'm the hope I know you're weary Just leave it all behind If you see it shine Go on and grab a hold of it Yeah, 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 yeah If you see it shine Everything you need for sure. Yeah, I know. I know you're scared. Just follow my lead. If you see it shine. Yeah.